0: So we're going to start in 1 John 4. Fear, any fear, any fear that you have, any tormenting spirit that tries to hold you in darkness, any fear is not of God. Any torment, any condemnation is not of God. Condemnation is not of God. God. It's just not. You see, that when the Lord talks to us, he talks in ways of peace, and he brings conviction. He'll bring conviction to our spirits, but he will never condemn. If your conscience is condemning you, that's the devil talking. Okay? You don't need to listen to that. It doesn't mean you don't need to make correction. You might need to make correction, but you don't need to listen to the lies of the devil. Okay? You don't need to listen to whispers of condemnation. Okay, the one who fears, we can can prove this in scripture, the one who fears is not made perfect in the love of God. Because the love of God drives out every fear. The love of God for you. I'm not talking right now about you walking in the love of God. Yes, if you finally understand, when you finally understand the love of God for you, you will walk in that love. You You won't be able to resist that. But that is not your first focus. Your first focus is to truly understand how much God loves you. He has a compassionate love for you. 1 John 4, 16. And so we know, you, you must know this, you must know it, and you must rely on it. In every situation, rely on the love of God for you. And so we know and rely on the love. That means we have to absorb it. You can't pretend like you know it. You have to absorb it. You see what I'm saying? Get revelation of it. And so we, boy, if I go this slowly on every single word, you're going to be here all day. Okay, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. He doesn't just act like love, it is Him, it is who He is. He does not know how to be any other way, it is His whole persona. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, that's an important phrase, in this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence. You see what he's trying to get to you? Oh, Lord. He, Beloved, he wants you to just, So know his love for you that you can just walk in total confidence when things come against you. Love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. Who's him? Who's him that they're talking about right here, that this scripture? The Father. The Father talking about the father did you know you're like him are you happy that you're like him you need to actually receive that you're like him because in this world we are like him there is no fear in love but perfect love his perfect love for you drives out fear Because fear has to do with punishment. Fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears, and fear would be any type of torment. Any type of torment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love Because he first loved us. Hallelujah. That's the foundation. That's the foundation. That's the key. He first loved you. He didn't require anything of you. The only way to get rid of fear and torment is to understand that love for you. How he loves you how he loves you and how much he loves you. The way in which he loves you and how big it is. Okay? Because when we receive his love in our spirits, when we receive his love in our spirits, it will end torment, it will end oppression, it will end obsession, it will end fears, it will end sin. It will end the desire to sin. It will give you resistance to sin. It will drive out sickness. If you understand his love and mercy, it will drive out sickness. Because sickness is not his design. So, if a person is in fear or excessive torment... because of things that they think are wrong that they've done because of sin, their own sins or whatever, it is extremely likely that there is a lack of complete understanding of the way in which God loves that person. Okay? That the love of God is for him or her. And what Jesus really did by the sacrifice that he made. Okay? We must understand this. It is so big. And because of that, then there is a need to forgive oneself. You see? We have to, he's already forgiven us by the blood because of what he did. And so then there's a need, if we're walking in excessive torment, and, and, and are haunted by sins that we commit or or things, you know, we we need to forgive ourselves. We need to allow that love to just saturate us, to get a full grip on what that what it really is for us and to forgive ourselves. Okay? Hebrews nine, starting in verse twenty two. In fact, the law requires that nearly everything be cleansed with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. But hallelujah, (laughs) with the shedding of blood, we receive that forgiveness. We receive cleansing. We receive healing. We receive redemption. We receive entrance into the very presence of God never to be seen in the flesh can you get a hold of that never to be seen in the flesh ever again by god because he sees you through the blood of jesus okay all right okay i'm just going to make one little comment here cuz i don't want to keep going over this the whole message i am speaking about believers who have received the blood of jesus who are you know born again and I'm not giving everybody a license to sin by grace, you know, if, if, you're, if you're getting that out of this, then, you know, you've got issues, okay? Because this is about people who truly, you know, who are born again and who want to do what God wants them to do in their lives, basically, okay? But I don't want to keep having to remind us of that because we're all big enough to get it, Okay? So in fact the law requires That nearly everything be cleansed with blood And without the shedding of blood There is no forgiveness Ouch Whoa that's awful But remember Forgiveness is through the blood And you will never earn it You could never earn it It is a gift given to you And when you're given a gift You need to take it Okay? It is given by God's love and mercy and grace in our lives. Okay? It was necessary then for the copies, copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices. Okay? They're talking about the earthly sacrifices, the bulls and the goats and the things like that. Okay? But the heavenly things themselves with Better sacrifices than these. So better than the blood of bulls and goats and lambs. For Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself. He entered heaven itself now to appear for us in God's presence. That's what he's done for you. He went before the father of the entire universe, all creation, and he said, Father, look at me. Do not hold it accountable to them. My blood had a reason. My love had a reason Look at me. How do you see me? Beloved, that's how he sees you. For Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. And in doing that, he allowed you to walk into the very presence of God. Quit thinking that there is a veil between us. You have entrance, you've been gifted into the very presence of God. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again. Oh my gosh! Why do we feel the need once we've repented, once we've turned back to God, to again and again and again pay penance? That is a total lack of acceptance of what he has accomplished and given you. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way the high priest enters the most holy place every year. With blood that is not his own. Jesus' blood was his own, poured out for you in all its preciousness, in all its power, in all its authority, in all its cleansing, in all the healing. Your healing is done. Signed, sealed, delivered in the blood. Healing of every kind mental anguish, emotional anguish, fears, torments, oppressions, illnesses of any kind. Then Christ, verse 26. Then Christ would have had to suffer many times since the creation of the world. That's if his sacrifice had not been the better sacrifice, right? But it was the better sacrifice because it was his own blood. It didn't just cover things up, it works from the inside out. but now he has appeared once for all, that's for every person at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as man is destined to die once and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people that's anyone who wants to receive it and when you receive it there are not a bunch of qualifications and and hoops because you could never earn it so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people and he will appear a second time not to bear sin but to bring salvation to those who are waiting on him so Christ appeared in God's presence for us once for all. That means once for all people and once and for all. Never to have to do it ever again. The perfect. Why do you think in Psalms says he perfects that which concerns us? He took away our sins. He bore it all. He bore it all. He bore it all. So that we would be set free, hallelujah, from the curse of sin and death. There was a curse in the world. Have you been removed from the world by the blood? Have you or have you not? Okay, then it's time to agree with it. It is time to totally agree with that and not allow anything else to move you. any curse that Satan through Satan entered this world when Adam gave up his dominion he had to give it up when you receive the blood when you receive Christ when you accept his love for you his perfect, his perfect love you have gained back your dominion you don't have to keep giving it up every day <laughs> Don't give it up. Don't give it up. Any infirmity, any sickness, any mental anguish of any time, any fear, any torment, any impoverishment, any type of impoverishment, mind, body, soul, material, it's all covered. Hebrews 10, 8. You know how the Lord told me, you know, he said, good, I'm I'm, I'm glad we agree. Remember when I went to heaven? And he said, Good, I'm glad we agree. (laughs) Like, how simple can that be? Like, that is like the simplest thing. Thank you, Lord, because you've told me it all right here. And all I have to do is say, Yes, 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 I agree. I am not going to agree with the devil. Hebrews 10 8. First, he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, nor were you pleased with them. Although, the, you know, they were required under the law, under the law, under the law. <laughs> then he said, here I am. Aren't you glad we live under a new law? That's what we have to get. We live under a new law. Everything, all that stuff was fulfilled in Christ. So we live under Christship, the Christ law. Then he said, here I am, I have come to do your will. That's the will of the Father. He sets aside the first, the old covenant, to establish the second. So we must take the establishment of the second. And by that will, that's God's will, that's God's pleasure, We have, get this, okay, think about who you are when he says this. We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So, would you please stop arguing with the Father and allow that spirit of condemnation to come against you when you mess up? you just go back and you say, thank you, Father. (laughs) Okay, I messed up. I I, I don't want to do that again. But don't allow the devil to just keep you in that mode of recycle mode. Rehash it in all the time. Receive what has been given you. We have been made holy. You know, all the world tells you not to believe that. Well, believe it, it's the scripture. We have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all, forever, forever, eternity, once for all. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which will never take away sin. Never. Never. But when this priest, this priest, Jesus Christ, had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. He did everything required so that you could stand righteously before your Father. You are made right with God. You have been given peace with God. You are forgiven A little air would be nice. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. You know, I always had a quandary over that issue, that that statement right there. You know, because it says that, that, you know, that every enemy is under his feet, right? Well, what's he waiting on? What's he waiting on? Yeah. Yeah. He waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. He is waiting. Thank goodness he's not impatient. <laughs> I wonder what he's really thinking. <laughs> I'm teasing. He is waiting on you to accept in real time, right now, today, as you walk every day, in your spirit, the sacrifice. And what it accomplished. It's totally up to you. So, why don't we all just accept it right now in its fullness, in all its glory? Because by one sacrifice, He has made perfect in Him forever. So that doesn't exclude you tomorrow if you mess up, okay? Got it? it says forever. Is, is that what the scripture says? Forever those who are being made holy. That's the believer. The Holy Spirit also, also testifies to us about this. Wow, what a good God. He confirms. He confirms it all the time. What does the Holy Spirit do? <coughs> the Holy Spirit confirms Jesus. Okay? And he talks to you. First he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. So why are you dabbling in the remembrance once you have turned it over and repented? You're not going to get a treat for that. No ice cream or candy. (laughs) How many kids did I raise? We didn't bribe them with treats, though. They had to do it of their own accord. (laughs) No, like, okay, I'll give you a piece of candy if you do it. That's not obedience. (laughs) They had to obey. And then they would get surprised later. Okay. Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. Please, please, please remember the love of God that he has for you. And where these have been forgiven, there is no longer any sacrifice for sin. Your continual penance is not a sacrifice for sin. Just get over it and let God rush in and heal and bind the tormentor. The blood has already cleansed you, provided for you. The blood, the blood, the blood. Okay. Okay. Therefore, brothers, Since we have confidence, confidence, confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. No other way, not by your good acts, okay? To enter the most holy place by the blood, nothing other than accepting Jesus by a new and living way. A new and living, because what? Where? where is life? What does the scripture say? Where is life? It's in the blood. The life is in the blood. The life is in Jesus. He is the living way. By a new and living way opened for us through the curtain, that is his body. That was his crucifixion his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith. So what, what, what is a sincere heart right there? It's a heart that is fully assured in faith of what God has already done, of what Jesus already poured out. A sincere heart is a heart that is fully assured that God is who he says he is, and he did what he said he did. Right? Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience. He does not want you walking around with a guilty conscience, otherwise he would not say that he has cleansed you by the sprinkling of blood. So why does anyone want to hang on to a guilty conscience? It's not meant for you, beloved. And having our bodies washed with pure water. So it is time to let go of constant tormenting thoughts that bring guilt consciousness, sin consciousness to you. Let us hold unswervingly, unswervingly, do not let the devil torment you, to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. The blood took care of it. Receive what's been done. So, we must let God, the love of God, the love of God, shed a brawn in our hearts, correct? Believers, reassure us. Let his love reassure you. He backed it by the blood. Let his love reassure you reassure you that you are included in his gift you were not left out you were included in the gift and you have been set free set free set free set free from the curse of sin and death because it's a curse and he overcame every curse go read Deuteronomy 28 And read all those disgusting, yucky curses and say, Hallelujah, I've been set free. Hallelujah, I've been set free. Because it goes on and it says, And everyone that is not even named here. (sighs) We are set free. Him who the sun sets free is free indeed free from every condemnation, free from the slavery of mental torment, free from self-condemnation, free from unforgiveness of ourselves, free from sickness, free from lack. God has his freedom in his love for us. His will, Jesus paid The sacrifice, we have been sanctified, exonerated, and released from the prison of darkness and set free. You are holy not by your own goodness or your right acts, but by the sacrifice of your risen Lord. Think about that, my risen Lord. Wow, Jesus Christ, whom you've received, right? So your sins have been taken and forgiven. God remembers them no more. And it's time for you to forget the past, to stop listening to the torment of the devil in your lives. Stop believing. Stop believing his lies. He is the liar and the father of all lies. Why would you even, a second, anything that brings condemnation is from him, right? Because God speaks to us in ways of peace, okay? So don't even, Just repent, just turn in your heart, move ahead, be done with it. I'm not making light of repentance, but we have to accept the gift (laughs) once we've repented. What is the point of repenting and not receiving the gift? The cleansing, the wholeness, the healing. So, when we engage in that type of thought process, we're just not understanding the love of God for us the depth of the love, the height of the love the width of the love, the all encompassing power of the love of God the perfected love of God <sighs> we are loved by God, we are seen clean by him, we are seen through by Jesus through Jesus and we have been given a path of freedom, we have gi- been given entrance into heaven into heavenly places, we have a new covenant of love in God Written, It says, written on our hearts by God, by his spirit, not imposed by the letter of the law, enforced by the blood. So his sacrifice has set us free from sin consciousness. Do you get that? He set you free. You don't have to suffer under sin consciousness. What a good God we serve. We, we just read about it. Hebrews 10.10, and by that will, God's own will, God's own will, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Christ Jesus once for all, day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties again and again, he offers the same sacrifice, see that's what we're not supposed to do, which can never take away sin, but when this priest, when this priest, when our Jesus had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down. at the right hand of God and guess what you're seated there with him every spiritual blessing in Christ hallelujah since that time he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool because because by one sacrifice that's the result the because he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy that's you Accept, accept, accept. We are sanctified. Can everybody please say that? Can you say, I accept the sacrifice of Jesus to set me free from sin consciousness? Say it again. I'm going to see if you can remember it. And I'm not going to let you go until you remember it and you say it all by yourself. <laughs> I'm going to do it one more time. <laughs> <I'm> teasing. <laughs> but isn't that how you get it in? I accept the sacrifice of Jesus. To set me free from sin consciousness. Go, I think you got it. <laughs> okay. I am so proud of you. You all get gold stars. <laughs> So we are sanctified, we are perfected. Without a sense of sin consciousness, we are set free. Hebrews 10.22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart. Okay, that's a fully assured faith heart, right? Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. It tells you right there in the scripture that you do not have to suffer under that anymore. (laughs) he took all the sin and he gave you all his righteousness (laughs) hallelujah is right Jesus' sacrifice opened up the heavenly throne of grace for you by his blood so just walk in just walk in just walk in just walk in He's opened the door. <laughs> Just walk on through. <laughs> if you don't leave here with a smile on your face today, you are going to have to come and talk to me personally. And I am not going to have a whole lot of nice stuff to say. <laughs> I'm teasing you. <ya. laughs> we are sons and daughters of the living God. The living. Living. We are the brightness of his glory through Christ because that's what Christ is, and Christ is in us. Is that correct? Yes. He has given us his mind through the Holy Spirit. He has lifted us up by the power of Christ. Woo! To use his name. To use his word. Because what is his word? His word is his name. His word is who he he is. His spirit. His name is backed by his blood. And you get to use it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's everything about him. It's his life, his power, his authority, his dominion, his finality. He's the ultimate say-so in any situation that comes against you that does not agree with God. It is our Jesus-given right to silence Satan in our lives and to silence Satan's lying tongue and accusations. Satan is the accuser of the brethren, and we don't have to listen. We have been delivered. We have been taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the glorious Son, of the light and the love and the preciousness of God. We have the Spirit. What's the Spirit you now have? You have the Spirit of the life of Christ Jesus dwelling in you. The Spirit of the life of Christ Jesus dwelling in you. The law, it's a law. It's a law. Go read Romans. It's a law. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ. And we get to use his name, his weapons, his armor, his mercy, his grace, his glory in us by the Holy Spirit to silence the tormentor, to silence the enemy. Romans 8, verse 2, and then verse 9, and then verse 14, and then verse 15. (laughs) For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free, say that, it has set me free from the law of sin and death. How big is that statement? Honestly, how big is that statement? You, however, I love this, you know, because we always want to put ourselves back in the flesh, When we make mistakes. God after Jesus, God does not see you in the flesh. I want you to get that really, really clear today. After Jesus, after if I'm putting you to sleep, I'm sorry. After Jesus, the the Father never again sees you in the flesh. So I mean that that is such a big deal. You can act in the flesh sometimes and make mistakes, but he will not see you after the flesh. And he says it right here. So if you think I'm just, you know, being too big or whatever, or that I'm not being scriptural, well, then you need to go read your Bible. And don't even listen to me. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible! He'll tell you the same thing. You don't have to take my word for it. I don't even want you to. I just want you to take whatever nuggets of gold he gives you and go look it up yourself anyway. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. you are to God so quit hammering yourself he sees you in the spirit it doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes it doesn't mean that you won't act in the flesh in a fleshly manner let's put it that way it doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes that you don't need to repent over your mistakes but he sees you after the love of God, after Jesus, after the blood. See? Do you understand the difference? Okay. Verse 14. For as many are, as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery again to fear. It is gone. It is through. It is done. It is annihilated by the love of God received by you. But you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba Father. Oh, how precious that is. Abba Father. We get to walk around and say, Abba Father. Abba, Father, and he will no wise cast you out. You see, the slavery, it says the spirit of slavery again to fear, that's the curse of the law of sin and death, okay? He tells us right there, we, that's not us anymore. That's not us. We are, under, we are no longer under that law. You reign and rule through God's love in this earth, God's love for you. You defeat the devil's curses and the lies by God's love, knowing God's love for you, knowing what he did for you, by the sonship that he, the daughtership that he has given you. And it's your choice, totally, whether you are going to walk in the revelation of it. It's your choice. You have to agree with God. You have to agree with this phenomenal, phenomenal blessing. Absolutely phenomenal. Amazing beyond anything that we can even imagine. And you have to say yes. You have to say yes to it. You have to say yes to Him. You have to say no to sin consciousness and yes to God's love for you. You stand in faith when the devil calls you unworthy and you say, uh-uh, no way. The blood made me worthy in Christ. You know? You receive his fullness. You know that you know that you know that you know that you are what am I going to say? You are a child of God and what does that define you as? The righteousness of God in Christ because you belong to him hallelujah you must say yes you must agree with God's vision of you you must agree of how he sees you you must agree with his love for you you must agree with his mercy for you you must agree truly with his salvation of you we can't just throw that word around that is a big huge word and it means so much It is salvation from every curse. Every. Knowing that He came to save and not to condemn. To save and not to condemn. We must receive the entire blood package, basically. We have to agree with His dominion, His power, His authority, His word to see ourselves the way He sees us. And you know what? Every time, every time, well, maybe I shouldn't use the word every, but many times, you take a step forward in the Spirit, you take a step forward in the love of God, you take a step forward being secure in the blood, and you know the devil just hates it? Well, he hates you, period. You know? He hates it. Don't be surprised when he tries to attack. But what does the scripture say? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. He, he walks around like a, a roaring lion seeking whom he may des- devour, but he can't devour you because you're not going to give him that option. You're not going to give him the option to, that's also a choice. You, it says, whom he may. Well, excuse me, devil, you may not. I'm a blood-bought package here, and you may not. End of discussion. So when we when, when a person tries to move forward, the devil will try to remind you of the concepts of unworthiness, of sickness, of self-condemnation, of rejection, of disappointments that you've had. But you must engage in the cleansed heart-mind kingdom. Okay? You have to engage in that. You have to plug in That God's given you. Okay, now, typically, I never quote other human beings. You know, typically, we just stick to the Bible. But I read this this week, so I'm going to make one exception this time, (laughs) because it really resonated with my spirit. And it was was by Jack Hayford. I don't know if you all know who Jack Hayford is, but he is a spirit-filled man and and does spirit-filled writing. He has produced a spirit-filled Bible. But anyway, <laughs> I thought this was awesome. Quoting from him. I clearly realize how much Satan hates to see people filled with the Spirit. Okay, now, when you're born again, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in you, right? He's speaking to you, right? Okay. To see people filled with the Spirit. Then there's like, you know, there's also the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Satan fears the fact that every believer who is filled with the life and energy that made Jesus' ministry so effective threatens his dark rule on this planet and overthrows his plans for destroying eternal souls. His plans have been destroyed by the blood. They have not just been covered up. They have been destroyed, destroyed, destroyed. And so, when any child of God, get this, when any child of God begins to hunger for more of the power of God, That's you, right? That's me. We want more. It's all been poured out. It's all there. But we want more revelation, right? And we want to just walk more and more how God wants us to walk, right? We can always do that. Okay. So, and so when any child of God begins to hunger for more of the power of God, the liar often comes to subtly and stealthily discourage, create doubt, and somehow attempt to chill the soul with indefinable fears. And what do we do in that time? We say, I have a faithful God. I have a blood that never quits. I have a blood that's never going to be defeated. My God is faithful. No, devil, I will not listen to you. You do not impress me. You will not impress me. You will not impress my spirit. You are nothing. You've been defeated. That's a joke that you're even trying to say that to me. I know what you did to Jesus in the garden. I know how you have been defeated. So the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, it is activated by our words Life words, Christ words, just like the law of sin and death is activated by death words. So we're not going to speak death words. We're not going to speak. Now, should you acknowledge if you need help and you need to be edified and you need other believers to come and help you? Yes, 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 yes. We're not meant to be islands. That's a bunch of garbage, you know, that you cannot, you know, because the word tells you to seek godly counsel you know, in the word. Other believers who who know the word. And it tells us to speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So if we're not supposed to speak to one another, you know what I'm saying? If you can't talk to anyone, how could we do that? Right? Okay. So, the law of sin and death is activated by words, words of fear or doubt or whatever, condemning words. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is activated by your thoughts and your words that agree with God. Hallelujah. What is it? The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. So we must think, we must speak the mind of Christ, the heart of God, the way that he would speak the way that he would think. You're not condemned when you get to heaven. So, (laughs) why do you want to engage in something here that you're not going to be engaging in in heaven? Right? Just think of it even that simply. So, we want to build ourselves up on our most holy faith, not defeating ourselves with doubt words and doubt thoughts and tormenting fears and all that sort of thing. We think God thoughts in line with his word, his opinion of us. Loved, what are you? You are loved. You are righteous in his sight. You have had the blood applied to you. He sees you the same that he sees Jesus. You're forgiven. You're free. These are the things that we want to um, appreciate and agree with in our lives to activate his spirit of life in our lives, his new law, his governing law. That's the governing law. We are no longer under the law of sin and death. So we want to live in the dispensation of his love and his mercy and his grace. You are not in the dispensation of wrath. Okay? Faith-filled words, faith-filled words, enforce, enforce, what's already been done for you. Okay? Faith-filled words, enforce, the destruction given to you by Jesus of the devil. It was kind of a backward sentence, wasn't it? Did you understand what I was saying? In other words, anything of the devil, faith-filled words enforce its destruction because those words have been given to you by Jesus in his word. Does that make sense? Is that a better way to say it? And they destroy sin consciousness. Consciousness. Faith words will drive out that spirit of death consciousness, that shame, that regret, that rejection, that oppression, that death, in in, in any and all of its forms, out of our spirits. That includes sickness, because sickness is a form of darkness. Does anybody ever want to be sick? No. So we choose the spirit of life in Christ. We agree with God and who he sees us to be. So, does set free mean set free? Does it? Him who the Son set free is free indeed. So does set free mean set free? Yeah, because I don't think he'd say it if he didn't mean it. So Jesus was the first man, get this, Jesus was the first man to ever be born from spiritual, from spiritual death to spiritual life, right? From death to life you know, I mean, died in the grave. Went to the grave. Let me put it that way. (laughs) That's a better way to put it. He went to the grave, but he was born to life for us. Okay. And he has given you that very spirit of life in him. He has taken you out of the kingdom of death and put you into the kingdom of life. He has taken away the curse of sin and darkness. So, God consciousness, if you want to put it that way, understanding what he's done, this God consciousness that we're talking about here today, declares, you must declare that I am free from the curse of the law of sin and death. I am seated with Christ Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. That's you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. With his spirit, I pull down every stronghold of darkness. Okay? Every fear, I pull it down. I pull, it da- pull down by his spirit in me every torment. By the spirit of Jesus, I have his weapons. The weapons of his warfare are not carnal. And they pull down every stronghold. Hallelujah. They put the enemy under our feet. Can we be any stronger (laughs) today? They cast down every evil imagination that will exalt itself against the word of God. See? The word of God never alters. It never changes. Okay? Because of his, so, because of his spirit. You know, The devil cannot, the devil cannot have a hold on me. I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Jesus said that he had nothing in him. He had nothing in him. He cannot impress your spirit. Death can't exist where the spirit of life in Christ Jesus resides. Okay? So because of his spirit in me, I am set free... I am going to recognize the strategies of Satan. I'm going to recognize them. I'm going to say, no, you don't. I am going to recognize those fears and those obsessions and anxiety. anxiety, Any spirit that disagrees with the Spirit of God, guilt, whatever it is, it does not belong in me. It does not leave its impression on me. I'm not going to have it. I know that God only speaks to me in ways of peace. Isaiah 26:3. Right? So, does free mean free? Yes, it means free. So I will think on his mercy. I will think on his peace. I will think on his grace. I will think on his saturating love. I will think on the law of the spirit of life. I will think on the sacrifice of his love. I will think on what his blood has done for me. It is finished. It is done. It is complete. I am whole in him. I am complete in Christ. I will focus on his truth, his excellence, his faithfulness, his loving kindness. Philippians 4.4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Hallelujah. I will say it again. Rejoice. Oh, beloved. Just rejoice in the Christ, rejoice in the blood, rejoice in what it's done, and the devil can't say anything to you. You don't have to go around fighting fires and and paying attention to what the devil's doing. You just stay in rejoice mode. You just stay in joy mode. You just stay in love mode. You just stay in forgiven mode. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Say that to yourself. Say, Lord, you are near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. That's human thinking. Human thought processes. Which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ. Hallelujah. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You see, we've been purchased by the blood so that we can rest in these things. You can rest in these things. You can float along in life thinking about these things. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You see, God speaks to us in peace. Jesus has made peace between you and God. When you receive Jesus, you are at peace with God. We are reconciled in him. Every tormenting spirit from Satan and his cohorts has been vanquished. Torment does not come from him. Isaiah six three. you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So when you trust in God, you trust that you are at peace with him. You trust that that blood poured out includes you. You are at peace with your father. That blood severed the veil of separation between you and your Father. And it gave you peace with him. So, does set free mean set free? Yes, it means set free. You are set free. Him who the sun sets free is free indeed. Believe it and declare your freedom, beloved. Declare your freedom. Say, I live in the life of Christ. I live in the life of Christ. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and do communion and tithe. And I'm going to have anyone who, I'm actually going to do that. And then anyone, I really believe, honestly.